What's up, guys? This is a quote from our producer, Ian. We have a website. And there's a bunch of fun stuff on there. And you can find basically all our stuff on there at fantasydaydreamers.com. Welcome in, welcome in to the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. If you are joining us on the live stream on Twitch at Daydreamer Media, thank you for being here. Hit that follow button and tell your friends because let's get more interaction in this chat. Hit the chat if you have any questions about fantasy football or life advice, need, need a little help, anything really. Um, and we'll get to as many of those questions as we can. With me here is Ryan. Hey podcasters, I missed you so much. Sorry, I know I wanted to make sure I could say what's up to the live stream for the podcast. Yeah, no, no, I showed it. I did it for the live streamers that's still there, you know, because we didn't say what's up to them yet. You know, they only we we just started talking when they came in, and then I was like, "Hey, podcasters, people who listen to podcasts, how you guys doing? I'm doing well." Where can they uh, find you? Oh, on Twitter, I. You know, I don't even know my Twitter anymore. <laughs> I'm a little rusty, guys. I'm a little rusty. Yeah, it's been a while. Rocko you know, find Daydreamer. my Twitter. Some I'll tell you. I'll Rocko tell you later. Daydreamer. You guys can find his Twitter on our uh, main main Twitter page at FF Daydreamers. All three of us are tagged on that Twitter. So go ahead and just go find all of us. Keone is also said third person, other third person here with me. Hello, everybody. It is good to be back in podcast nationville, wherever you are listening to this and however you choose to do so. And if you choose to view the content from the written word into the non-vernacular, you can see that from me, my particular things on Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. Yes. And I am JJ. You guys can follow me at JJ Daydreamers. We had our home league dynasty rookie draft this past weekend. Going into our fourth year, each of us on the podcast has one championship. Three years, three champions right here. How are you guys feeling about your draft this season? Um, I think it worked out really good. I mean, I got uh, I got Jameson Williams in the second round. Mm, and then steel. Malik Willis. Um, I was really happy with it, actually. Jalen Tolbert, third rounder. I think it might, that might be actually my fifth round pick. Four, oh, okay. I thought it was your I didn't have a fourth rounder. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. I trade some assets in, you know, to get, you know, get better, get better players. But James Williams, Malik Willis, pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I am really happy with my rookie draft as well. Coming off of the championship season, I am the current champion. I got the ring on the finger to prove it right here. Um, yeah, and I'm really happy. I traded last offseason for an extra first this year. So I had the 103 and the 107. Kept the 103, drafted Drake London, traded the 107 for a first round next year. Just trying to keep this dynasty growing. You know, 
I have a really good team already, so it's not like I needed a lot. But what I walked away with, I am happy. I I followed up my Drake London pick with Isaiah Spiller, the running back for the Chargers, Justin Ross, undrafted free agent, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, and then Hassan Haskins, the running back for the Tennessee Titans. Um, all guys I really was targeting in, in multiple drafts, so I'm really happy I got them. Uh, I did try to move up for Trey McBride in the third round. He fell to the third, and I thought uh, it was great value there, so I tried to move up. I couldn't get the deal done, but yeah. Happy, happy with how it turned out. I had way too many picks. <laughs> you did have a shit ton of picks. Um, I tried to get rid of one of my uh, first round picks because I had like two or three. Um, and it did not work out. So thanks for that, Straub Dog. Um, I know you don't listen. I don't know. I know you don't listen to the podcast, but uh, you should because it would really help in your fantasy game. I guarantee mm. it. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think. Uh, Despite that, I, I got you know the pieces that I where I needed it in a way. Um, so I got some good uh, rookie wide receiver prospects. I think in Chris Olave for New Orleans and uh, Christian Watson with Green Bay. So we'll see how they work out. They're both I think hopefully poised to perform well in their rookie year. So I, I can have confidence you know playing them uh, that they'll be a part of the team you know uh, in their rookie year. Uh, and so that's good. And then I also got, a, I think, James Cook at, at running back, who's, uh, I think, Dalvin Cook's brother. Yeah. And so he's on um, the Bills, I believe. So we'll see how that works out, even though they're somewhat notorious for their backfield being a little, I don't know, I'm skeptical of them. But hopefully he can shine through and kind of be a guy that makes a difference in that backfield or separates himself, you know, from a Singletary or anybody else there. Uh there was uh just real quick there was uh an article i read i'm not i don't recall who wrote it off the top of my head talking about uh cook and how he's already the number two back in buffalo so he only has single singletary to surpass Bro, i could have told you that yeah, well, <laughs> come on zach saying? moss was Good inactive sure. for games last year bruh <laughs> come on Br- matt britta was matt over Brita. here bruh. <laughs> come on dude yeah so stop I it that, that I, was I, I got, I, don't I give credit to that guy <laughs> technically he didn't give credit so there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> also he's the one at the otas and stuff he's the one actually seeing it so <laughs> gotta give credit where credit is due not to you random guy <laughs> <laughs> well, producer ian is also with us here today There he is. All right. Let's move on to some Twitter polls. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. So we put up polls on Twitter. If you want to vote, comment, interact with us there, uh, you guys can follow us at FF Daydreamers. So let's get into this first poll. Which running back would you want to build your dynasty team around? DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Brees Hall, or Joe Mixon? I want to know what you guys said before I, I give the result. Swift all day. Swift what? with the quickness. 
<laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's behind the best oh, offensive line. That joke was way too funny. It was way funnier than it actually was. <laughs> way too hard. Uh, um, come on, bro. If you're not going to laugh at your own jokes, you got to support yeah, yourself. You got to love too. yourself, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, best offensive line out of the group, I think. And then I think he's going to get a lot of dump, pass, dump off passes just like he did last year. Jared Goff has always passed the running back a lot. There's more options in this offense, so I think they'll actually be able to score more. I just like Swift. I mean, don't get me wrong, Williams is good, but new quarterback, Brees Hall, rookie running back, don't know a ton about the offensive line yet, and Joe Mixon is a little bit older for me. And I think he's really good, just a little bit older. Also, new offensive line. Yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, Joe Mixon, 25, he'll be 26 in July before the season starts. Clearly the number one back on his team. On a very young and growing offense, he is just a little bit older to build my dynasty team around. I think that, well, I'll, I'll reveal what the, but he got the least amount of votes Joe Mixon did. He got 5%, and I think he should have gotten more than Brees Hall, in, in my opinion, just because he gives you a real shot at a championship right away. You make that push for, for a championship. Swift? Oh, man, I'm all in on DeAndre Swift this season. He is a great player. I was between Swift and Williams. It's just that the Lions team has a lot of questions around them, and it feels like all they did this offseason was get pass catchers. They added a bunch of pass catchers. I like Swift for the season, but for Dynasty, I'm just going to lean Javante Williams, 22 years old. In his rookie season, he had 49.2% of the Broncos' rushing yards, Already a huge chunk of the rushing offense there. He also had a 10.3% target share, while Melvin Gordon only had 7.9%. Yeah, they brought Melvin Gordon back on a one-year deal, but I expect Javante Williams to be the number one back in this backfield going forward. And then 2023, Russ's second year. I mean, this is going to be a really good offense. They acquired Russell Wilson this offseason. Javante Williams is a stud. For Dynasty, give me Javante Williams. Where would he be in redraft? Would he would you still want him? I'm just sorry. I would have I have uh I could pull it up right now. Keone, go ahead and go. Yeah. So um I think that's a good point, JJ, because I I sort of split them, you know. So Brees Hall, like Ryan said. I think I I can't fully trust the, a rookie, you know, who ha- I haven't seen play in the NFL, you know, at running back um, to guide my team, to build my team around in Dynasty. He might be on it, but I can't build around him. Joe Mixon, again, yeah, he's 25, going to be the oldest out of these guys. Um, and he's scorned me in the past. So I have a little bit of a personal kind of vendetta. You know, I had him when he was injured one year and then I traded him and then he does well for JJ's team, of course, um, in Dynasty. So like JJ, like JJ said, I think he can he can put up numbers. It's just to build around him for dynasty is a little bit. He's a year or two older than what you want for your main running back. And then, so that puts it clearly between Deandre, Deandre Swift and Javante Williams. Um, if you didn't see, um, we have another series going on on our Instagram of our top five, 25 and unders. And I talked about running backs. Um, soon we're going to have tight ends. Um, so there'll be, you know, 
we'll have all four, you know, main skill positions for fantasy done at that point, but then we'll also continue doing other, you know, fun things on Instagram. So if you want to check those out, those are really fun and informative, but anyways, um, I put Deandre Swift at number three on that list and I put Javante Williams at number four. Um, so I have Swift slightly ahead of, of Williams because of the pass catching abilities. And I think he's more of the lone back, you know, in on the lions, um, even though, you know, there's other people in that backfield, but still, I think Williams has more of an even split, like almost a 50, 50 split with Melvin Gordon, but Gordon is old and moving forward, you know, Williams is going to be the guy, but I think for right now, and then at least for the short future, I have Swift just because it's upside. And, you know, I feel like they're going to be on offense more, hopefully, because they got pass rushers in that on for their defense. So hopefully they're going to be on the field more than they were in previous years. So that's why I go Swift. Uh, Ryan, to answer your question, I have Javante Williams at running back 13 right now. In my hmm. DeAndre Swift running back four. Mm. I, I like Swift for the season, but Javante Williams, I'm just looking in like a two to three year window for, for Dynasty, really. And man, there's just a lot of questions around Jared Goff and what this Lions offense is going to look like going forward. DeAndre Swift is great. I just drafted him in a startup Dynasty last week i love him would take javante williams just above him Makes i think you, yeah i think you're good with either you know williams or swift i think you're good for dynasty and redraft so it's, well it's, the results are in javante williams won got 42 percent of the vote deandre swift 33 percent Brees hall got 20 percent and then joe high. mixon got five percent Brees hall is too high yeah sorry, that's what I'm i sorry. thought too Especially because you haven't really seen the Jets' offense go off, but whatever, you makes haven't. sense. It's all just it's well. All I mean, hype. Yeah, but hype, hype matters, I guess. Positivity. Matters. A yeah. lot of Jet fans voted. That's all it is. <laughs> I respect it. Get your right, rock your get, team. Let's get to the other poll. It all starts with farm-grown potatoes cooked and seasoned to perfection. Each chip is perfectly seasoned with crab spices inspired by the Chesapeake Bay. Happiness in every bite. This week's poll, smash or pass, lays Chesapeake Bay Crab Spice Chips. Good. Brilliant. <laughs> Beautiful. That was pretty pass, good. Right? Beautiful. Do, do, if, I'm, if I'm not paying for it, I'll, sm- I'll try. You know, I'll smash. If I am paying for it, then I'm going to pass. I'm a simple no. man. So. Okay. 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 Now, here's the question. Well... All right, here's the question. There's a bowl of jalapeno, kettle-cooked jalapeno chips, and a bowl of Chesapeake Bay crab spice chips. And you can only eat one. Well, jalapeno, obviously. I don't know what ah, crab okay, spice what tastes like. What about a worship? Like. Just a regular plain Lay's. <laughs> plain Lay's. Don't even know what it'll... <laughs> you tell me You're what... Not... Are you <laughs> choosing this chip over any other chip? Well... Sour cream and onion. Hmm. Hate sour cream and onion. Interesting. Too, Interesting. Hmm. 
That is interesting. Yeah, because I, mean, I feel I feel like people are, or that the sour cream and onion is very not divisive, but I feel like people who really enjoy sour cream and onion are like diehards. Well, I um, like sour cream. Fair enough. Um, I think I'm going to smash. You know, I'm going to be culinary, culinarily um, explorative, and I'm going to smash, even if it turns out to be not super great. You know, it, it, you never know with these weird, interesting flavors. But it might be fun, uh, fun to try some crab. You know, pra- crab is good. I like crab. Crab, you know, in all in many forms. Um, so in chip form, you know, you never know. It might be that nice balance of uh, texture and flavor. You know, that's why you know a little known uh, fact: the the pilgrims used to eat both the shell and the meat for their for the texture. Um, but enough enough fake enough fake facts. <laughs> enough uh, enough not real facts. Um, I'm a. Uh, I'm going to I'm giving the the Lay's Chesapeake Bay uh, spice crab chip a smash with a nifty little little crab hammer. You know, the little things mm. you see and uh, see all all the delicious fried goodness spill out of the bag. So I'm trying it. So I'm going to smash. I, I, I got a pass. And for this reason alone, I don't like crab. Oh. And that's so, a big like, reason <laughs> there you go like oh man the thing is is i would actually probably try the chips just like ryan because mm-hmm. like seafood seasonings are usually really good and there's usually no seafood in the seasoning before so i'm assuming they there's not actually crab in the chips it's just crab seasoning and usually that's pretty that's pretty good stuff like old bay it's good stuff. I mean, I season my chicken and stuff with it because I, mm. I don't like crabs. So, <laughs> yeah. Go. Um, but yeah, it, to be honest, probably pass just because. Uh, the, the results: sixty-seven percent said pass. So it looks looks like it's that's gonna be a pass. Hey, that's more than that's more smash than I thought there would be. So, I'll take that. That's more smash. That's a good quote. That's more smash than I thought there would be. <laughs> Let's get into our impact players. We are halfway through our impact players from 2021. You guys can see all those NSC impact players on our Instagram at FF Daydreamers. Let's talk about a couple of those impact players and discuss what they could do in 2022. First up, Leonard Fournette, Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back. Did you guys uh, see photos of Leonard Fournette recently at OTAs and hear reports? He's not doing so well with the heat. No. Looking a little larger. Oh, we've got to drink water. Someone on Twitter called him the 4x4 net. Oh. <laughs> Oh, hey, so it's only OTAs. It's all right. You can slim down a little bit. I ain't worried. How are you guys feeling about about Leonard Fournette? Well, I like him. You know, I obviously picked him as an impact player last year. Ryan Jones, like I said in the video, Ryan Jones is gone. Bruce Arians is in the front office. And I think that matters a lot. I mean, Gio Bernard is still there. And that I think Leonard Fournette is the main guy that's going to get most of the touches. Absolutely. Leonard Fournette is going to be the guy that gets a majority of the touches. I think he's getting bigger because they drafted Rashad White, who is a bigger back, 6'2", 210. You know, he might steal some of the goal line work from Fournette. And Fournette's like, nah, I'm going to just beef up, get a little bit bigger and, mm. and get those goal line touches. 
like Ryan said, Ronald Jones gone. I mean, who besides Rashad White, who is going to take away touches from Leonard Fournette? They might bring in Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard on some passing downs, but Leonard Fournette can do work the passing downs too. So yeah, I'm not I'm not super worried about Leonard Fournette. I like Leonard Fournette for the 2022 season. Not so much for Dynasty, but definitely for, for this coming up season, I like it. Would you be comfortable with him being your RB two? RB two, absolutely. Okay, I, I agree. I wouldn't RB two. What? Let's say you. What's okay? Sorry, which is actually better? Let's say you you draft, which we we don't do. We don't like doing draft a tight end in round one and two receivers and two and three. Would you be comfortable with him being your RB one if you got two number one receivers and Kelsey? That's a better yeah. question. Cause you're right. I think yeah. everyone, everyone's going to be comfortable with him being your RB two. But yeah. if you went, you know, yeah, yeah. you're I, running I, back. And I, I, I get, I get it. Uh, yes, I'm comfortable. I think Leonard Fournette, if, if that's what happens. And I think the, the more, it's not even plausible because I'm not going tight end or quarterback that early ever, but I think I go wide receiver, wide receiver first. And then, uh, Travis Kelsey falls to the third round or something. <laughs> crazy where all right i'll take travis kelsey there and then i go for net after that absolutely uh, i'm happy with that that's the kind of range i'm looking for yeah I, I i agree if i can get him in the fourth round i'm happy with that even if it's my first running back um for my team you know because that's a safe place or if he falls there then you should probably get him you know he was a top 10 running back last year so you know if he's gonna get bigger then hopefully, yeah, he can, you know, hopefully bigger in a good way. Um, I, think, I think that was the, was the report. The, was, I do, right? I do think he's going to slim down. Again, we're just yeah, it's, OTAs. It's OTAs. It's, yeah. it's June. He's got time. But it's just in Jacksonville, there was problems with him being out of shape. And now he's in Tampa and looked really good. It looked like he was rehabilitated, I guess. Uh, but, yeah. Slipping back into his old ways might not be the best. But I think it's still worthy of, yeah, you know, he's still going to be good enough, I think, to because you can't like nobody else on the team is, yeah, is going to fill. I think you take him over anybody else on that team first by by far. So unless you're looking like way elsewhere, but he's the guy for that team at running back. So, yeah. All right. Next player, Dak Prescott. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Keone, how are you feeling about Dak this season? Um, you know, I I think we had lofty expectations going into last year. You know, coming off the injury, and I think they were tempered a little bit. You know, he still had the the amount of like uh, attempts and his completions. I think were better. It's just his yards weren't nearly as much as um, not the year of the injury, but the year before. So he had like 500 or so yards less. But uh, I, th I think so. I think you have to be a little bit tempered with, you know, because every every season, it seems, you know, people go into the season with like Dallas is like, oh, they're like they are a great offense. So I'm not I'm not going to take that away from them. But it's just there's always don't think they're going to be the best offense, you know, like he's they're going to put up good numbers and because they have good they have good players and they have a good O line. Um, it's just it's not the numbers that people project potentially. And so 
I, I think, be tempered, but I think he's still going to be maybe like a top, a top quarterback in the league for sure. Um, and I think this really helps though, CD lamb for sure. The, I think the biggest benefit that he provides, you know, or this, at least um, for this season is more pivoting to CD lamb. Cause he's going to be the clear wide receiver one. And, you know, Dak's going to be throwing a lot of passes. So that's still going to be the case where he's going to throw a lot of passes and CD Lamb's going to benefit from that. So have a tempered expectations, but they're still going to do well. Now, I, I like that opinion. I would say that I do agree CD will do really good. I think Dak Prescott is probably a lower end QB1 in my book. You know, the fact he, he didn't really rush last year, which makes sense, came off the big ankle injury. But I just feel like week to week, he was really inconsistent, you know, just I mean, you think about week one where him them and Tampa Bay were in a crazy shootout the next week versus the Chargers. They score 17 points and he doesn't throw a touchdown Broncos. You know, it just it just felt like very up and down season and losing Amari Cooper, I think, is a little bigger than people think um, because Michael Gallup gets hurt. You know, it's happened now, I think, last two seasons. You know, he's missed a couple games. And CeeDee Lamb is pretty good, but he plays a lot in the slot. Jalen Tolbert, I mean, or um, Jalen, I'm, I'm forgetting his name, South Alabama receiver they just drafted. Um, I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to have a great rookie season. Zeke looks out more out of shape. It just it feels like the offense might be, you know, going downhill. The hype will bring Dak back up. But I think he should be a QB 10. Like, that's my guy. Like, 10 to 12. <laughs> I have him at exactly QB 10 right now. Oh, man. I could so read your mind. Me, me and Ryan are right in the, right, uh, in the same spot. I think where we differ is, is CD Lamb, um, which you were kind of getting at this. And CD Lamb is a great player, but I've seen him be, like, wide receiver 3, wide receiver 5 on some people's rankings. And it's just a little too high for me. Um I know you ask any Cowboys fan and CD lamb is God's gift to Jerry Judy, uh, Jerry, Judy, Jerry Jones. Uh, I mean, hell CD lamb grew half an inch at 23 years old. I don't know anyone still growing that late in life. I mean, Ryan, maybe you are, you got to get to six foot someday, but I, hey, hey, I went to the doctor's <laughs> the other day fool. they measured me, bro. I swear to God, I'm on six foot, bro. They put that, they put the tape measure right here, bro. I said six foot, six foot. Yeah. So uh, my driver's after, license too. After CD you Lamb, no proof. who does, who does Dak Prescott have? I mean, they do have a good running game, great offensive line, Zeke and Pollard, but Amari Cooper's on the Browns. Now Dalton Schultz was franchise tagged and He's not showing up to OTAs right now. He's holding up. He's holding out. Michael Gallup, like Ryan said, he got injured week 17. He tore his ACL very like late in the season. So who does who does Dak have beyond CeeDee Lamb? James Washington, Jalen Tolbert drafted in the third round. Lamb is going to have a really tough time getting open if defenses are going to be able to key in on him so much. And so I would just say temper your expectations on CD a little bit too. I'm not saying don't draft Dak, don't draft CD. I just think that maybe moving And CD had up and down bit. the year last year too. Yeah, yeah. Was, it's I mean, going to be hard I mean, for him to be the full number one. I mean, it would really help if Michael Gallup was there all season, but 
It's just, it's just not. Mm. Yeah. And I think I, I just realized that I think this is also a big deal. They got rid of um, Cedric Wilson. Yeah. And I think that could they, potentially they be. They have eight rookie wide receivers on their roster right now. And I know that it's like 90 man rosters right now, but eight rookies of one position is a ton. I would like to see a few more vets in that, in that wide receiver room. Hmm. All right. Last person here, Justin Jefferson, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. I think everyone knows how I feel about Justin Jefferson, my favorite player in the league. I mean, stud, standout star for this season. Well, first of all, what you should have said is he's your favorite player in the league because it's JJ. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Same, Act like we didn't catch birthday. that, bro. Same That's... birthday, bro. <laughs> wild. Live... That yeah, is yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, he is my favorite player in the league right now. Mm. So you guys know that. How are you guys feeling about Justin Jefferson? Uh, I Like I said in the video, I, he's my wide receiver one. I think he's going to get used like how Cooper, they use Cooper Cup. Um, I think Adam Thielen is really a touchdown dependent type of guy. He doesn't really. I mean, he's also gotten hurt, getting a little older. I think he's been 31. Um, KJ Auburn is good, but not great. Dalvin Cook is really great, but also a little injury prone. And I just think Kirk Cousins might just really focus in and put Justin Jefferson in this tier above everyone else. Yeah, I mean, there's he's clearly, you know, a top wide receiver in the league and a, like, you know, he was top five last year. And I don't think he's moving from that, you know, any anytime soon from, you know, the top five um, in the league at wide receivers. Like, clearly he is a, a, like extremely athletic, great at the wide receiver position. He had over 100 receptions last year. Um, there's no reason that shouldn't continue. Um, Kirk Cousins can still produce numbers that lead to a top wide receiver, um, at least for the time being. So even if you're worried about Kirk Cousins at quarterback, I wouldn't necessarily draft him as your first quarterback, but he can still produce enough to facilitate Justin Jefferson being a top guy and a guy that you potentially draft, you know, in the first or second round. Um, and, and it's worth it. You know, he's one of those guys who is worth that. And so, yeah, I mean, besides beating a nail on the head anymore, like Justin Jefferson is very good. Um, so, yeah. Keone's got characters. If you haven't heard any of the other Keone's got characters and don't know what we're talking about, well, first head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash daydreamer media, and you can watch all of the previous KGC videos. Uh, what, what we do is we give Keone a fantasy topic and have him give us his thoughts and his opinions on the topic, all while doing a character, a character he doesn't know yet. So for today's question, Keone, what is Jerry Judy's upside in 2022? And can you explain it as Hulk Hogan? So we're gonna put one minute on the clock for Keone to mute himself and, and make sure everything is, is, is working. He can, you know, hone in his voice. So here we go. Start that minute. Keone, go ahead and, and start practicing that. Ryan, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good. 
You know, um, my dad's going to call me or text me in the next 20 minutes because the Celtics won. And so, oh, let's talk a little bit about basketball. Celtics won tonight. I'm obviously it just, not yeah, it just so scary right now. Yeah, so I'm expecting my dad is a big Boston Celtic fan. I don't really care. I just like talking shit to my dad <laughs> and having a little fun with him. And so he's going to be calling me pretty soon here or sending a text, some type of meme. It's going to be hilarious. I'm probably not going to respond, act like I didn't see it. So, <laughs> so have you been talking shit like you are going for the Warriors? Nah, I mean, he knows or, I'm not going for either team, really. Nah. I, did, I do talk okay. trash like I am going for the Warriors, fun. though. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know, when he said after game one, he was like, yeah, what about that? And, you know, and then I posted a Draymond clip of time, Draymond time, saying, time, time. All right. So. KGC, Keone's got characters. <clears throat> Keone, what is Jerry Judy's upside for 2022? Listen here, you little Hulkamaniacs and you little Hulksters out there with drinking your vitamins and drinking all your protein and all that good stuff that the Hulkster tells you to do, brother. It's really hard to go off the numbers from last year because unlike the Hulkster, he was out of the game. He was out of commission and he was injured and he only played 10 games out of the 17 possible. But also they had Drew Locke, who's not a lock. If he got in the figure four leg lock, he'd be done. Unlike the Hulkster, who always got out of Bret Hart's and, you know, and Ric Flair's, that blonde-headed jerk. Um, so basically, nobody on the team caught any touchdowns. Tim Patrick, the, that guy, the non-Hulkster, Tim Patrick only had like five touchdowns last year, which is abysmal for the wide receiver position. Not what you want from your receiving core, brother. But the hugest caveat out there is obviously the Zen one, Mr. Russell Wilson. He is a true Hulkster. He sees the vision and he puts you down for three. He's joining the team this year. I think regardless of how mobile he is, much like a later version of the Hulkster, but we don't worry about that. The leg drop gets it done. Uh, I think he's going to be incredibly energized like me. Definitely not on sort of certain, certain in, uh, substance enhancing performance things. Definitely not. It was proven in court, brother. Um, uh, he's going to be full of piss and vinegar for joining. Definitely had his vitamins for joining a new team and a stack division. Bring out the competition in him like WrestleMania. And I think he has one of the most gorgeous, beautiful deep balls in all the game. Just like when I hulk up against Andre the, Andre the Giant in WrestleMania 3 and slammed him for the first time out of anybody, even though that technically is not true. But whatever, whatever the Hulkster says is true, brother. So not necessarily that Jerry Judy will catch a lot of those deep passes, brother, but he's a young guy at 23, much like when I became champion, although sometime around that. I can't remember. It was a long time ago, but multi-time champion, the Hulkster had a ball from through WrestleMania nine. Uh, good receiver. Hopefully plays a full season brother. And if he does, I think his upside much like my pythons are wide receiver 24. So I have 24 inch pythons, brother. That's what I'm trying to get at. Brother, Mr. Mr. Hogan, Mr. Hogan, Mr. Hogan, May I call you brother? 
Yes, brother, brother. All right, brother. For the past two seasons, Russ has supported DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, both as top 24 wide receivers. They've done this by scoring eight or more touchdowns each in both seasons. In 2020, Lockett and Metcalf combined for 20 touchdowns, which was 50% of Russ's passing touchdowns each scoring 10 touchdowns, so 25% each. And then in 2021, Lockett and Metcalf combined for 20 touchdowns again. This time mm. it was 67% of the Seahawks' passing touchdowns. Russ got injured for a little bit. Geno Smith came in. Metcalf scored 12 touchdowns that season, and Lockett scored eight, both over 27% of the receiving touchdowns for the team. Judy will have a lot more competition with Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams, Tim Patrick, Albert O, KJ Hamler's still there. And don't forget they brought back touchdown savant Melvin Gordon. So my question is, do you think Judy can keep up with the touchdown rate that made Metcalf and Lockett top end wide receivers? So he's probably going to have to score eight or more touchdowns. So let me tell you, brother, I think that eight... That eight touchdown number is probably the ceiling, I think, for a Jerry Judy type wide receiver. Um, you know, it all really depends on that. If Russ cooks or not, you know, like I look like when I have my tan and I'm in the ring hot dogging and grandstanding for the fans. Can you hear what the Hulk is doing in the ring? And so that eight touchdowns, I think, is a limit for Jerry Judy, at least this season, it all again, it all depends on how many touchdowns Russ can throw. So if he can throw 40, then maybe he gets there. Maybe he gets 10, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be maybe less than that. Cause last year he threw 25 brother. And so I don't, there's more competition than when he had in Seattle. And so I think eight maybe is the max brother. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> um for me i'm a little lower on judy and i was wondering do you think russell wilson coming in can help his efficiency because out of the big three receivers he catches the least amount of his targets at 52 percent um do you think that like russ can help him out in that especially him being in the slot so brother russell wilson can't praise him enough. He's a, he's a great guy. Going to maybe be a future champion as long as the Hulkster's not there. But I think maybe it might take more than a year to get there. But with the Zen nature and the even keel of Russell Wilson, I think eventually they can fix that, that wide receiver catching percentage. But, you know, it, it, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback that he's going to be with. You know, like I said, Drew Locke, not a lock at all, brother. And so Russell Wilson has a beautiful dime and great. He's a good passer. So, brother, I think there's a chance. We'll just have to see where the chemistry is. You know, if they flow in the ring, like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Macho Man, or if it's like me and the Ultimate Warrior, who just rely on finishing moves, you know, then it may be a little precarious, but if it's a nice technical masterpiece like WrestleMania three, then, then it'll be nice. And he can prove those numbers, but otherwise brother, we'll see, have to see where the, that the silver dome or at the super dome. It's always the silver dome, brother, <laughs> the new Orleans silver dome. If you don't get that joke, watch it on YouTube. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us. You guys got anything to plug? 
Website, fantasydaydreamers.com. We got all of our information up there. Instagram and Twitter at FFDaydreamers. Been posting regularly throughout the week. Patreon.com. If you have any extra, you know, cash laying around, patreon.com slash daydreamermedia. It would help out. And then and then we've been live streaming. That's what we've been doing a lot is the live stream, twitch.com slash daydreamermedia. You guys can also find it on our Instagram. We post the link up there. On our Twitter, we post the link up there. So, yeah, yeah. Come, come interact with us. Join. Talk a little bit before the podcast. We talk a little bit after the podcast. Stuff that you won't get unless you're part of the Twitch. So, join us there. You guys got anything else? Nothing. Shaking, shaking their heads. No. All right. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming, brother. Stay dreaming. I'm Ryan Williams. <laughs> <laughs>